Welcome into SJ at noon. Happy Monday, everyone. Rory McGoran with you. Don't panic. Nugsy is in the room and will be here in about five minutes. It's Deck the Rinks, your holiday episode to wrap up 2021. And of course, all the SJHL talk coming. We'll have Trevor Blevins, the head coach of the Melfort Mustangs as well. But first, very pleased to welcome in. It is an amazing program. It's Kids Sport and Sask Energy, the partnership with Goals for Kids Sport. And welcoming in Tammy Hoffert from Kids Sport and Alex Schweitzer from Sask Energy. Thanks so much for joining us and we're going to talk about the program, so let's get right into it off the bat. For people that don't know what it is, Tammy, what is Kidsport? So Kidsport is a children's charity that helps families facing financial obstacles to participate in sport. And Goals for Kidsport has been now a partnership uh, for many years with the SJHL, with Sask Energy, and with Kidsport. Can you give us a little insight on uh, sort of that initiative and what the league, along with yourself, Sask Energy, and Kidsport are trying to do? Yeah, you bet. Goals for Kidsport, as you said, this is our eighth season. We're really excited to be back to hockey, especially after last year. So uh, the program sees $20 donated for each home goal scored at an SJHL game up to a thousand goals or twenty thousand dollars so we're kind of right in the middle and we're going to provide an update shortly Mm -hmm. where things are at which is exciting but as tammy said um we're it's all about supporting kids sport and helping ensure that all kids can play and that's what it's about we connect with our sask energy network members in the different communities and they participate raising awareness on the sask energy network and the great things they're doing in the plumbing and heating industry uh, related to Sask Energy as well. Goals for Kids Sport, eighth season this year with the initiative. Uh, $20 for every home goal scored goes to Kids Sport to help the kids uh, obviously get into sports. I understand there's some bragging rights as well involved <laughs> for the team that uh, you know helps raise the most money by scoring the most goals in their home rink. Absolutely. So the team that scores the most goals, um, they win what we call the Kids Sport Cup at the end of the season. Um, as well, the player who um, scores the 1,000th goal also gets a medal of achievement to show that he's scored that 1,000th mm-hmm. goal. It is uh, Tammy Hoffert from Kidsport, Alex Schweitzer from Sask Energy joining us, talking about Kidsport here on SJ at Noon. Goals for Kidsport, of course. How many goals have been scored this season? We just hit the, co- the holiday break, so we're about 60% through the year. Yeah. Uh, where we're at? Yeah, so, so far there have been 678 home goals wow. scored. So that's over just over half, at just over ten thousand dollars raised for kids sport already. That's amazing. I know in some of the uh, the kids sport games, there was local companies that were also matching donations. So uh, we're over the halfway point, trying to hit that twenty thousand dollar goal. Who is winning? Like, what SJHL <laughs> team has the most home goals for the uh, goals for kids sport right now? So far, um, right now, the Estevan Bruins are in the uh-huh. lead for the kids sport cup. Well, there you go, Estevan, I believe, with close to 70 goals or just over 70 goals for Estevan now at home. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a big announcement for the Estevan Bruins. Keep it going. Of course, all the teams across the league. We're over the halfway point trying to hit that $20,000. How much has been raised? This is now the eighth season. So over the past seven years with the organization. Yeah, over the length of the program in the seven years, over $180,000 has been raised. So it's been a great program, a great opportunity to raise funds for kids in a fun, unique way that really uh, provides a positive impact in the community. Absolutely, and I know the fans also, uh, the teams are doing their part, trying to score goals and raise money. The fans can get in, and if they do get in with a donation, uh, a chance to win, I believe, a natural gas barbecue, how do they do that? Yeah, so this year, fans have a chance to win a natural gas barbecue. All they have to do is donate $20 or more to KidSport at kidsportdonations.ca, and they're in to win. Um, What's really cool about this is 
you donate $20, you get a receipt for that $20 or more. You're in to win this natural gas barbecue from a Sask Energy Network member. And you're helping kids in your community to participate Absolutely. in sports. So it's such a win-win. The, and the deadline for the draw is February 14th, okay. 2022. And anyone, it doesn't just have to be fans, anyone can participate. So if you want to share the word, that'd be great. But... Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and they go to www.kidsportdonations.ca. Every $20 donation gets them into the draw natural gas barbecue. Absolutely. Awesome. And of course, you know, it's eighth year, so it's raised $180,000. But why is this program, you know, so important with the Sask Energy, the SJHL, getting the money raised for Kidsport? Yeah, so this is, first off, I'd just like to thank Sask Energy for mm-hmm. this partnership. Um, we They've been on board with us for over 20 years. Uh, this Goals for Kids Sport Initiative is so important because it gets the entire community involved. Um, we have chapters in the SJHL communities, so it's getting the teams, the chapters, and everyone in the community involved, as well as the Sask Energy Network members who are out at game nights as well. Well, I mean, I want to thank you for joining us. Obviously, thanks to Sask Energy, Kids Sport. It's, it's, we're over the halfway point. $20,000 is a goal, 180000 over the last seven years. It's an incredible mark. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight, okay. and let's keep scoring goals at home. You bet. Thanks for having us. Thank there you. was Tammy Hoffert of Kidsport, Alex Schweitzer of Sask Energy. Newsy's pelting in the corner, so don't <laughs> worry. We'll bring him back after this and have your CAA road report next on SJ at noon. Noon, Rory McGoran, and now the Nukes back in the hot seat, joining you for one last show of 2021. And what a way it was to wrap up 2021 in the SJHL. Of course, big thanks to uh, Tammy Hoffert and Alex Schweitzer for joining us. Goals for Kids Sportman, 12 grand uh, plus over that with the uh, matching donations coming in. And uh, we're going to break right through that 20,000 plateau. Yeah, absolutely. Great initiative. And, you know, the, Rory, if you want to. If you want to, uh, you know, raise money, get things going, you gotta get those competitive juices flowing. And uh, obviously, everybody wants to win games, but to add another layer to that competitiveness. Speaking of which, gotta mention some of the comments. Matt Barrett, the broadcaster of the Melford Mustangs, we we're gonna have Trevor Blevins on, the, the head coach and GM of the Mustangs later. Gotta ask him if he ever sees Maddie doing any work, Rory. Not sure he ever does, but we'll no. see. Probably not. Uh, and then Barry Shelley, always in the chat. Really appreciate it. Mentioning the uh, Notre Dame hockey Christmas video that uh, we had a lot of fun putting together. But that is another topic for another time, Rory. 2021, what a year. Yeah, Maddie, keep faking it until you make it. Yep. Don't worry, it'll happen for you. <laughs> yeah. As, but it's happening. will do some work one day. It's happening for the Melford Mustangs yep. right now. They're entering the Christmas break, the hottest team in the SJHL, no doubt about it. A seven game winning streak. This coming on the heels after their trade, they lost five and now won seven. So they Jeez. turned it right around and two more wins this weekend. Uh, of course, the shutout for James Venn in the latest one, 3 0 over Nipwin. But what do you think about the Melford Mustangs? Because it did take a little mm-hmm. bit of time to gel and they figured yeah. it out. Well, I was harping saying. Don't worry, Melford Mustangs fans. It's fine. It's fine. I also asked you. I said, "Do you think this is a bit of a tailspin?" And you're like, "No, no, no." Yeah. And Trevor Blevins, you know, he can coach. He can coach anybody to do anything. But uh, you know, they've won seven in a row. The '04 birth year, James Van Annette has won all seven of them. I'm sure the Medicine Hat Tigers, who own his WHL rights, Marco Lopez, another hat trick. I think this is the clip we got of him. Uh... Yeah. Well, when, when Lopez was a rookie in the league, Trevor Blevins and I were talking, and, and he didn't say he was Justin Ball, who obviously is a Melfort legend, but he said there's some there's some similarities in the ability to score goals. 
And Marco Lopez is really scoring goals. And he's a tank, too. That doesn't hurt. Melford Mustangs, they actually jump out of that uh, deadlock. It was Flynn Flon, Battleford, and Melford all tied. And Melford now mm-hmm. moves up to third place in the SJHL. Yeah. So Humboldt, Estevan, Melford right now. Is that uh, kind of what the consensus would be looking like prior to the season now that we can, mm-hmm. can go back before the year when there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of new players, mm-hmm. a lot of rookies? And uh, you get that top five group. Yeah. Humboldt, Estevan, Melford, Flynn Flon, Battleford. I think that was probably the consensus top five. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think Flynn Flon is in the top three when they're healthy. They just haven't been healthy lately. Sure. We'll talk about them a little bit more. But certainly Trevor Blevins, again, coaches super well. We talk about James Venn, deserves a lot of credit. Won three games this past week, faced 70 shots over those three games. That is not a lot of shots over three games. Again, give him lots of credit. Got to stop what you're facing. He only allowed two goals over those three games. Hard to do better than that, but... Trevor Blevins' teams coach so well. They're so tough to break down when they're playing, when they're bought in, and uh, you know they're they're playing Melford Mustangs hockey right now. Roy. Look at that. That's new. Way to go, Tanner. I like that. Oh. You got your Twitter handle on there, a sweet little bug. I like that. Do I got one or just Newsy? Yeah, you got one. Oh, you nice. don't need one. All right, look You're at fine. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Highway 39 rivalry is yep. where we're going to go to next. Uh, it was a little cool initiative between, I believe, the, the police chiefs, or the fire chiefs of Weyburn and Estevan. Uh, it wasn't really close. No. Estevan ran through the Weyburn Red Wings, but uh, now the Weyburn police chief has to wear a Bruins jersey. And uh, But you always like seeing those. You know, you see them in the CFL, Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan. You see them in the NHL and playoffs. Uh, but but this is just, you know, it's a nice way to kind of ignite the rivalry between Estevan and Weyburn. Estevan, though, uh, didn't allow a goal. 5 nothing, 7 nothing wins. Yeah, I always talk about teams in different stages of their rebuild and their plans and whatever. And obviously Estevan's in absolute win everything now. Do whatever it takes to win right now mode. Weyburn is not the same, right? They're working, they're rebuilding, they're a little bit younger. Um, so, yeah, a bit, bit of a surprise, I guess, that they would make a bet like that. But good for them for good for them for stepping up to the plate for Weyburn. And are you saying uh, that Weyburn should have had odds? Like they should have like uh, three one odds going into the weekend? You know what? I love every team in the league, so I don't want to go there. <laughs> but uh, you know. Good for good for the uh, Weyburn police chief for believing in the well, we wings. We know the dance around the narrative. We know that nah. the talent level between Estevan and Weyburn yeah. isn't really no. on par right no. now. But no. that's the team. But I mean, that's, that's the case that has the Centennial Cup look. Yeah, and a team that that's rebuilding. rebuilding and, yeah, you know. But you talk to you know the the Weyburn Red Wings broadcaster Stephen Wilson, and hey, no matter what the situation is, Weyburn and Estevan just hate each other's guts. And right. a lot of times that is an equalizer in games between those. Yeah, it wasn't the case this week. Maybe next time. It might be. Who knows? The Yorkton Terriers, though, yep. they, last weekend, I think it was, had a 3 nothing lead against the Estevan Bruins, coughed it up. Yeah. Bruins came back in the third period, five goal or three goals in like about five minutes, tied it up, and then scored the game winner. They avenged that loss. They defeat the Estevan Bruins 5-2. to two. This is the first loss for the Bruins inside the Viterra division. They wow. beat, they were a 13 or 14-0 and 0 before that, and the Yorkton Terriers get it done. Another evidence that the Yorkton Terriers are not to be messed with. Yeah, and uh, it's just a committee, too, in Yorkton, right? I mean, we talked about the Viterra being a one-horse race. Not anymore, or you've been uh, you've been big on the Terriers the yeah. last number, maybe the last month. And, uh, you know, Maddox Nolski chipping in now, Colby Varani chipping in now offensively. Uh, I think it's probably a goal by Nolski. There, there it is, just to finish there by... It's a hat-trick for Maddox yeah, Nolski's the, ball, the, first the, career. Yeah, the, fr- the rookie there, and... Uh, you know, it, it's a, a thing too where Matt Hare. We talked to we talked to him a couple of weeks ago, right? He he doesn't have the Chance Petruics and the Jared Legions of the world, so he has to say to his team, "Buy in." 
that's the only way we're going to do it. And the team is bought in. He's put together a nice plan. And Caleb DePaper, or we, we've talked about Every him until we're blue in the face. <laughs> Every week. He's won five of six. The only game you mentioned was the game that they, they let it slip away against Estevan. He has been deadly and just keeps going. As a young goalie in this league, again, every week we talk about it, right? It's hard to be a young goalie in this league, week in, week out. Be a young player in this league, but the papes every game in there for Yorkton. Give him credit. Yeah, I think everyone's looking at the Terriers right now. Look, I mean, we're only 35 games in is the most for uh, any team. It's humble. Broncos have played the most game. Mm -hmm. But even looking, foreshadowing towards the playoffs, Yorkton Terriers one team that's like, yeah. Don't want to see that. Don't want to line up with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see. Again, we'll see. It's still, there's still a long way to go. Again, Kale DePape is a young kid. Again, nothing that we've seen makes me think he's going to break down or anything like that. But it's still a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. There's still, you know, 25 odd games left. The Melville yeah. Millionaires, though, also back to back wins. And how about the log jam we got from six to 10? You got the Terriers with 34. There's a little separation. Yeah. Then Notre Dame, LaRange, both with 31. Yeah. Nipple win on the outside, looking in only two points back with 29. And Melville, who actually has two games in hand over LaRange, are only four points out of the playoff spot. Two more wins for the Millionaires. Yeah. Melville with wins over Weyburn and now Notre Dame, as you see, Caden Scott. Uh, there with the turnover, he had a rough December, but uh, a nice little finish. Enrique Fontes, who Melville got from Yorkton in the Zach McIntyre trade, and you have to give Mike Rooney so much credit, the head coach and GM of the Millionaires, Rory, for some of the moves that he's made. And when we caught, when we called that game uh, in Melford against Melville, and and uh, it was a, the narrative coming in was that Melford had made all those trades for Dole and for Snar. Uh, you know, the narrative that Melville was unloading. You know, they've done a great job by buying in, by taking advantage of, of some new pieces come in. Den Hartog, the def big defenseman out of White Court, was really, really good. And, uh, you know, they, they've taken things personally, that young group in Melville, and great leadership by Jonathan Cron and Jake Spack, too. They're a hard team to break down. We saw them, Rory. They, they're very, very well coached, and they're very, very bought in to what Mike Rooney is preaching. What I love to see, and we talked about on this, the uh, SJHL game of the month when it was in Melfort, Melville versus Melfort. After all those trades came in, you wanted to know how the new players would acclimate in Melfort. You also wanted to see some young players step up into the roles that were now vacant after yeah. all the trades. And you got Nicholas Samson. You got Noah Wills. You got Zach Kane. They're yeah. all stepping in. Charles Thomas La Rochelle. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to see. When you trade away some vets, you yeah. want to look Looking towards a rebuild, who's part of this team in the long run? And there's a yeah. bunch of them. Well, the biggest problem in Melville at the beginning of the year, obviously, was playing games with pandemic things and whatever. But playing, but the biggest problem that Mike Rooney had was goaltending. Remember, like uh, the guys who they had are long gone. Jared Thompson, Alexis Giroux have come in and really stabilized mm -hmm. things. Especially Jared Thompson has been excellent for Melville. And uh, yeah, it all starts with that. And, you know, again, bought in, a little bit healthier. Uh, Zach Kane actually is not healthy. He hasn't been in the lineup for a little bit after he got smoked by Tyson Jansen of Yorkton a little bit ago. There's obviously that big, pretty heated rivalry between those two. But, uh, again, kudos to the Millville Millionaires. They, they're, they're, they're a real team. Flint Flon LaRange had a little home-and-home home set. I believe they'll pick that up, too, in their next game, New Year's Eve and, and uh, New Year's Day, I believe it is. They'll have another set between LaRange and Flint Flon. But Flint Flon opened the first game up 2-0, seven straight goals for LaRange. Yeah. And, uh, and then the second one, Flint Flon sacked their revenge. But it's a LaRange team you can't take lightly on any night, especially when Xavier Cannon's in the net. And it's a Flint Flon team that, as you mentioned with Yorkton, they don't have the... 
They don't have the Jared Legions. They don't have the Chance Petruics. Flint Flint doesn't have the Nate Hoopers. They don't have the Cole Refuse, the Alec Ballo. But when they're on their game, they play as a team. And uh, mm-hmm. Cal Shell, another big reason in there. But uh, I'm not surprised to see a split because I think LaRange is being overlooked a bit right now. Yeah, I, you know, they obviously they, they traded away their captain in uh, Nolan Dole to Mel- Melford, as we talked about, but they still have Holden Knights, who I believe is one of the premium players in this league, and they still have Aaron Gray Eyes, they still have Brent- Brendan Delapolera. The list of forwards especially goes on. A couple of those demon step up, and Xavier Cannon finds a way to stay healthy. They live and die yeah. by their goal. And, you ta- you, and Larry, you ta- they do. And you talked about York not wanting to face Yorkton in the playoffs. <laughs> Do you want to go into LaRange? No. When, no. If they it's figure another, it's things another, it's out? Another team. It's another it's, team. There's some real banana peels down at the bottom uh, of the SJ, and, and probably LaRange and Yorkton are the are the two biggest ones, I think. And, uh, I mean, in my opinion, Xavier Cannon is top two, top three goaltender yeah. in the league when he's in. He's got to be healthy. They, they For some reason, he can't stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he's absolutely crazy. I mean, I have a stat here. Xavier Cannon has won uh, seven of his last eight yeah. appearances but the Lorange ice wolves haven't won that many games over that span but when he's in there he's seven of his last eight yeah and i think it probably bleeds confidence throughout the rest yeah. of the crew as uh throughout the rest of the crew as well yeah. bleed teal uh, yeah you know. there you go bleeding <laughs> and obviously again flin flon uh you know mike reagan you talk about them not having the mallows and the refuses but from top to bottom there's no real holes either they're, no, they're very loaded. deep they're loaded uh and so it's a thing where yes they have injuries and some key ones but guys coming back, and Cole Vardy played, and he came back, and there's no surprise that Cole Vardy comes back, and all of a sudden they win 5-2. Obviously, he means so much to that decor, which is a good decor, but you throw you know, the top D, your top guy, or one-two one, guy in that, in that group back in there, it's going to make a big difference. Two more topics to talk about, and yep. uh, last but not least, they're actually first. It's the Humboldt Broncos, two more wins, and mm-hmm. they've outscored their opponents 25-5 to over the past four games. Yeah, I think we have a Notre goal between Notre Dame. There we go. Again, Caden Scott looking a little rough in this uh, these highlight packs there. But, uh, you know, Connor McGrath has been tap dancing lots of people. Uh, 19 points in his last 10 games there for McGrath. He said that he only had one game over the last 23 or something. He's, he's got a point in 22 uh, of his last 23 games. Yeah, committed to Ferris State University. I actually think this Notre Dame-Humboldt game was a really good hockey game. It was, a good game. It was very even. Yeah. Could have gone either way. But just, you know, a, a few mental lapses by a Notre Dame team that looks so young sometimes and... Obviously, you know, McGrath is only no three, so age is an excuse. I'm just saying the Hounds look young, look their age sometimes. And there you get an elite um, shot by Alex Morozov for his hat trick yeah. in the SJHL. Speaking of someone who isn't young. He gets it off. Yeah, he's not young. Obviously, like 200 Western Hockey League games yeah. for him. But, you know, great ad. And, and you know better than me, Scott Barney doesn't just bring in a dub guy or doesn't just bring somebody in. He really, really vets personality beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll give him credit for the moves that Barney has made. Um, it, but you know better than me what's inside that that Humboldt room. They just got a bottle the way they have been lately because they're just absolutely flying. Well, and I mean, I think you got to give credit to the leadership group. Braden Coran, who you don't talk about a lot, has been on an absolute tear. Yeah, can't help but talk 15, about him now. 15 points <laughs> in his last five games, including <laughs> yeah. nine, goals. nine goals. Two hat-tricks. Yeah, it, it's pretty insane. But oh. it starts with uh, the captain, Kate Olsen. It goes to Race Ramsey after that. Yeah. Uh, Braden Coran, Noah Barlogi, who's at 03, and then the younger players are going to mm-hmm. learn from there and the Humboldt Broncos 54 points 27 and 8 are first place in the SCHL at the Christmas break yeah and the CGHL rankings just came in Humboldt's up to 11 now there you go the highest in of all the SJ teams and, and well deserved obviously it starts with Race Ramsey William Dyke 
came up with a win there in Wilcox as well. So good for uh, Notre Dame or uh, Humboldt to go out and get a guy that they feel can spell race mm. just a little bit. I know the Ram you were saying inside the inside the house there at the EPA Ram doesn't want to miss any seconds. No, but uh, you know that's what he came to Humboldt for was to to win and win a lot and. You talked about some records. He's probably going to break some. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later coming up in the show. Okay. We do have our Christmas gifts yeah. that was great last year. You came up with some oddball <laughs> and outside-the-box <laughs> gifts to give to the team. I can't wait to see what you have in store next. But one more thing to talk about, of course, is the announcement of the SJHL 2022 right. Bantam Draft. It'll take place on June 1st, 2022, of course. Mm-hmm. And it'll consist of six rounds of 2006-born players followed by two rounds of 2007-born players. Uh, your thoughts on the little bit of an adjustment? Uh, I'm all for it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from Ontario, right? And Ontario, the rest of Canada, really, they draft 15-year-olds, right? Here, I came, moved here in, in 2017. I asked, why do they draft 14-year-olds? Nobody gave me a good reason, Rory. It's time. I don't even care. Like, I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean I, we'll, we'll ask Trevor Blevins, who's always a great interview, what he thinks. But I don't even care about drafting. Like, they have those two rounds of the 07s. I don't care about drafting any 14-year-olds. That's just to try to keep guys who are local but just outside your zone of protection sort of in the fold. But, uh, you know, just just let's only draft 15-year-olds, get a little, get a year of midget in their U18 in them, know what they're really about when they're playing in a real good league because the AA league in Saskatchewan can be hit and miss. Yeah. And uh, and you know what you get, and and you keep them into keep them in. You have a better chance of knowing who is destined for the SJHL, and and it'll make the whole event better, make the draft better, and it'll make teams better and younger. And I think that's what we're trying to go for here. In this a- league. Absolutely. And I mean, the scouting staff across the league do an exceptional job as it is. But when you're drafting 14 year olds, you can probably put a blindfold on a couple of these picks. So it'll just give them a little more you know, spotlight when they do yeah. come in and you're going to see now it's a 20% hit rate into a 65% hit rate of players that'll be on your team. And uh, you're going to credit your scouting staff a lot more. Yeah, and you value those trades, those draft picks even more when yeah. you're trading in yeah. the league and things like that. It makes it a little bit more interesting. You know, some teams really care about their draft picks and some teams throw them around like candy <laughs> and make trades at the trade deadline. Now the value for that's going to be a tick up. Because you know that when you draft that player, you know a little bit more about them. You know about you know whether they're WHL focused or college focused or whatever, and and you bring them in. I think it's a great move by the league. Well, that's your CAA road report. We'll take a break and welcome in the head coach of the Melford Mustangs, Trevor Blevins, next on SJ at noon. Welcome back to SJ at noon, Rory McGoran, the Nugs, and very happy to welcome in the head coach of the Melford Mustangs, Trevor Blevins, for your Capital Auto Coaches Talk. Trevor, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's the holiday break, so happy holidays, and uh, how are things going? Yeah, same to you guys. Hope you guys have a safe one, and uh, yeah, things are going great. Nice little break here. We're not bringing the guys in until the 28th, so uh, we'll get some time off, and well-deserved. Yeah, it's always nice for the players and the staff and everyone to get home, back to family, kind of have that reset. But the Melford Mustangs are going into the break as the hottest team in the SJHL, a seven-game win streak. Just uh, what sort of led to that success? It was kind of funny because when we when we talked to you at the game of the month, you mentioned a couple of years ago when you made some trades that it took a little bit of while to gel, and you guys kind of had the same situation, a five-game losing streak and then right into a seven-game winning streak. So uh, what led to that uh, the seven-game winning streak in the turnaround? Well, we knew there would be an adjustment, right? And, uh, you know, I didn't actually verbalize that to the team. I just <laughs> <it> did come <laughs> up, uh, 
you know, it, it just always happens. I think at every level, when you have make big deals like that, especially multiple deals, it does take some time for chemistry. And um, so, you know, we, we expected that to come in, um, you know, during the five game losing streak, there was, uh, you know, shootout losses in there too. So it wasn't a, a horrible run. Uh, it was, you know, just weren't getting two points out of it. And, you know, I think for us, we focused in on just being more consistent shift by shift. Uh, we really hammered down on the work ethic. And, and uh, you know, when we were going through that rough patch, it was just seemed like we had three shifts that were great. And then we'd follow up with a couple mm -hmm. shifts that weren't. And it kind of cost us or, you know, just got to get through those low points, you know, and make them limited. And, and uh, we did a great job of managing that here over the last seven games. And, you know, we've uh, come out on top. Do you feel at all, oh, sorry, do, do you feel at all that, I mean, every season has ebbs and flows, but mm -hmm. that may have been sort of the stretch out that you needed, but something that you can learn from right before the holiday break and then to turn it around and know what it takes each and every night to kind of play the way that you know the Melford Mustangs can. Yeah, I know it's cliche, but if you don't get through some adversity, you don't know how to handle it. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I do feel that, you know, you do need that little bit of a down point, you know, at certain, you know, as long as it's not overly long, it's uh, you find a way to work out of it. And I think it'll pay dividends down the road for us, you know, whether you get into the stretch and of the pressure of the playoff time or, uh, you know, going into playoffs, it's going to, you know, every game is going to, wrap up for what it means and uh you know i think it was good for us to get through that for sure yeah for sure uh, trevor again thanks uh for doing this we had matt hare of the yorkton terriers on uh last week two weeks ago and we were talking about his goalie kale de pape the 03 birth year that's been you know playing so well for the terriers over this long period of time well you know you had to rely on an 04 and even younger goaltender over that time what is it about james venn off the ice even more than on that he's been able to play, you know, every night consistently for you guys, especially on a, you know, an organization like Melfort that prides itself on elite veteran goaltenders. Well, James has been a, a not a surprise, but because we knew he was a very capable goaltender, but like you say, given his age and what the situation he's thrown into, uh, he definitely you know, over expectation, <laughs> what, what was going to happen. Uh, he played phenomenal and uh, just, you know, showed up every night. And, you know, as we we're going through it, we had some APs available that could possibly step in, give him a break for a night or, you know, or two. And, uh, but he wanted all the games. He, he felt great all the way through. And, uh, you know, we kind of obviously, kept in touch with him quite a bit, you know, how he's feeling and stuff and whether he, he had the energy and, uh, you know, he, he passed the flying colors. He's going to be an excellent goaltender. And, and uh, you know, we definitely want to, you know, get some NCAA interest into him for sure, for him to stay at our level. And uh, I think he deserves it. I, I, you know, the way he's played all, all the way through here, he's a great quality individual, works hard off the ice and does everything the right way. You know, what, uh, taking care of himself and, and putting the work in. So, you know, for us, it's going to be key is getting a couple schools in, interested in him. So, you know, we can keep him in our program and keep him at the SJ, keep him in the SJHL.
You're listening to Trevor Blevins, the head coach of the Melford Mustangs with your Capital Auto Coaches Talk. Trevor, when uh, when I was with the Broncos this preseason, we went to Melford and we had a chance to kind of talk before the season. You said it's it's just an unpredictable year because you didn't have a lot of a chance to kind of gauge these players that played last year, maybe a Logan Cox or Carter Anderson, right? They had a handful of games. And coming into this year, you're not sure what they, you know, what they were going to bring if they treated their bodies well in the offseason. Just how have you now, halfway through the year, hitting the Christmas break, uh, felt that situation went? And, and who out of those players kind of maybe surprised you more than you thought that they were going to? Well, that, that's a great question. And, you know, given that everyone did lose that year, right? So many of O1s and O2s are kind of in the same boat. It was kind of what I felt um, going in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, as an organization, we really were patient. We, we kept extra guys like many teams did. And we took our time figuring it out. It wasn't just five or 10 games. It was more like 20, 25. And, uh, we made sure we made the right choices. And, you know, I got to think of a guy that one guy that stands out for me is Marco Lopez. Uh, just, uh, uh, you know, had trouble coming into camp. He, he was a little bit under the weather and then kind of affected his camp. Then he got hurt in the first exhibition game. And he was out for three weeks. <clears throat> so there's a perfect example of a guy that if we weren't patient with, and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that he was, you know, where he could fit in the lineup, give and give him a fair chance, you know, and that's what we pride ourselves on here. We, we do give all players a fair chance, you know, and we typically roll four lines, six defense and give everyone opportunities on special teams. And, uh, you know, we let the players figure it out. That's one thing that Dean Brockman, you know, was kind of a mentor of mine always used to say is let the players figure it out. You shouldn't uh, pigeonhole a player into a spot on your roster. And uh, it was a very good advice that I take to heart to this day. And, um, you know, and, and Marco just fit the bill. He was, he was phenomenal and many other players too. I mean, we wouldn't have made the deals that we made if we didn't feel we had a chance. And, uh, you know, some things fell in our lap, like uh, Hayden Tuba and Curtis Hammond mm-hmm. over the summer were, were big pickups for us. And then, you know, you make the trade for Trent and Curtis and Dawson LaRue. And then guys come back in great, great shape. Ben Dikachuk, Carter Anderson, Lucas Achitwa was a big piece of ours here two years ago too. So you put all those pieces together and you think you got a chance to make another run. And that's what we're going to try and do here. Yeah, Marco Lopez has been on an absolute tear. One person I think you've been too patient with, if I may say, is Matty Barrett. Uh, I, I think he, he's, he's run his, his leash too long and uh, he's getting a little hot-headed or heavy, heavy-headed because of it. <laughs> well, you must have some inside information on our relationship because we do go at each other quite a bit. You know, uh, He's a really good guy, though. He does a great job mm-hmm. for our team. As you know, he's uh, our marketing and office uh, person. And actually... Uh, we should probably call him Jack because he's a jack of all trades. He does help out of all, all things uh, hockey related and non-hockey. And uh, he, he does an excellent job. I know we, we lost a great guy, Jared Schneider, but uh, Maddie's come in and really done a good job too and fell in the booth. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought we were frozen there for a second. We'll see if we can get a question in edgewise here, Rory, uh, just for a second here with Coach Trevor. Uh, thank you again for your time, Trevor. You guys talked about that trade, those trades that you guys have been making, bringing guys in. Obviously, Mark Snar and Nolan Dole, the big uh, ads during the year, two of the premium 20-year-olds in this league. What's it been like acclimatizing them you know, to the way that the Mustangs play, which is obviously quite different than the way that Kindersley plays for Snar and Dole plays for LaRange. What's that process been like for you guys? Both players adjusted quickly. I mean, uh, Mark only unfortunately had three games and he's out with an injury here, but he'll be back uh, right after Christmas. So that's that's a positive for us. But in the three games that Mark played, he, he really got into the offensive side of things for us. And he had three assists and, and really contributed um, in the offensive zone off the rush. And, um, you know, as you know, he can skate and he can, has lots of skill and he, he brings pretty much a full package. And, uh, we just wanted to make sure he was confident enough and give him the, give him the opportunity and give him that confidence to go and do that. And he really showed well, um, for Nolan, same kind of thing. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, for him, it's a big thing about the chemistry, you know, with the lines, right. And we really feel that, you know, him and, and Ben Dukacic should be able to, you know, have some uh, chemistry here. And they had to work at it, didn't come right away. But, uh, uh, you know, they stayed patient, good for them. And, and uh, you know, they got some success because of it. And uh, not only is, you know, Nolan, you know, obviously he's been had some success for us on the score sheet, but he's been great in the room. And, and he, he does a great, you know, teammate too, from what I can see. He does a good, lot of good things, stays positive and, you know, leads by example. So, uh, you know, it's uh, both those players, you know, are fitting in great. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I want to just pick your pick your brain for a second because you've been around the league for a long time. And if there's any new fans out there, how exciting is it when you come back from the Christmas break? Because in my opinion, there's three tiers to this league. It's before Christmas, the intensity picks up after Christmas, and then the push to the playoffs. Just in your experience, uh, what have you done to make sure your players are ready for the post-Christmas push and that intensity when it picks up when you come back in 2022? Yeah, we do a couple different things, you know, for sure. We we try and break things down a little bit too and, and, and try and get into some playoff series within our regular season. So it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a mentality that we want to mm-hmm. establish. Uh, so we definitely... Uh, treat every game like a playoff game here starting January near December 31st. And, uh, you know, we, we, we put a lot of weight into our mental coach too, in our preparation. Um, they, you know, we definitely use uh, him quite a bit, you know, as far as, you know, you kind of get into that January low too, where you can have those situations where um, it's, 30 below and it's tough to get up and go to the rink maybe and, and say perform every night. So, you know, those, those kind of things are a mindset that uh, we take pride on addressing and uh, you know, guys of teams have always kind of pushed through and come out on top, you know, pushing into playoffs. I just got one more for you, Trevor, and the Melford Mustangs are in third place in the SJHL, 45 points, uh, only trailing the Humble Broncos and the Estevan Bruins. You're now 34 games into the season. Just your assessment on, uh, obviously, the return to hockey, it's very exciting, but your assessment on the team through the first uh, 60% of the season. Yeah, you know, I think if I were to, 
not harp on the negative too much before I get to the positive, but I think the biggest thing for us was staying consistent. I think, and, and really we played very well against the, the good teams, you know, that were up in the standings. And I think we, we dropped some points that we shouldn't have dropped, you know, against lower teams as we were, you know, for, through those first 34 games and, mm-hmm. you know, lessons were learned. Uh, you know, I think, for us, it was about preparation, partly, and and like you said, staying consistent and making sure that we we respect our opponents and and because I mean we we all know every team can win every night in this league, and that's what makes it great. It's the parity of uh, you know if you're not ready to go, you can't get off the bus, or you you, you get soft at home and you want to put on a show. It can for a ten minute stretch. It can it can be a difference maker. It's three could be three four goals against, and you know you're chasing the game. So uh, you know you got to be ready all the time. You got to be ready to perform every shift. And I think we took a lot out of that here uh, for the first thirty four games. And I think we'll definitely uh, be a better team for it uh, in the stretch. For sure. Last one for me, uh, Trev, again, appreciate all the time that you're giving us here. Uh, Rory and I, at the top of the show, start. we talked about the uh, draft announcement with the uh, the changes just a little bit. Uh, you know, a bunch of 06s being picked and then a couple of 07s. What are your just general takes on uh, the shift to drafting older players in general? Well, I think for our league, it's going to make for a lot more of a hit ratio, you know, for those players to stay in our league and you know, possibly we can get them in our lineups, you know, throughout the league and at 16 or 17 through a little easier too, and, and have more success. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, when you're doing a 14 year old draft, it's tough to project, you know, where they're going to be in two years or three. Um, this will allow us to, you know, give them a one year of U18 and see where they are, you know, as far as with, if it's triple A or double A or whatever, wherever they are, you know, and see their development for a year, you know, in that scenario and, and then make an assessment. So I think for all teams, it's going to make for more success, uh, making sure our draft picks do play and, and it could possibly make our rosters younger, which I feel is a benefit for our league going forward for NCAA and division one commitments. And that's, what's really what's most important is making sure these players have opportunities after they're done playing in Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And so, you know, it also, I like the two round draft too for the, for the 07s because then again, you know, get your interest in your program with those players right away when they're younger, maybe you have a local connection, maybe you have a chance to get a player that's, you know, uh, within, you know, uh, your radar that, could essentially maybe stay in the SJHL rather than go the WHL routes and we'll, you know, those kind of things. So we can maybe uh, get our hooks into those kind of players. I think will benefit our program also. Trevor, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, wish yourself, your family, happy holidays, yes. Merry Christmas and all the best. Uh, Melford Mustangs, third place in the league and best of luck in 2022. Yeah. Happy holidays, guys. Have a good one. Thanks very much. There was, there was Trevor Blevins, the head coach of the Melfort Mustangs with your Capital Auto Coaches Talk. We'll be back, and uh, Nugsy and I got some Christmas gifts for the 12 teams around the league on SJ at noon. 
Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran, the Nugs with you. Big thanks to Trevor Blevins of the Melfort Mustangs for joining us on your Capital Auto Coaches Talk. And now Nugs, he gets to put on the Santa hat, and he's got some gifts to give the SJHL teams around the league. I'm not sure where you want to start. Uh, let's head south to the Weyburn Red Wings. Uh, and uh, what do you got under the Christmas tree for Cody Mapes and his crew? So for the Weyburn Red Wings... Santa has got you a new, far more comfortable bus <laughs> to travel the games to. The Wayburn Red Wings 6-9-1 at home and 2-12 and on the road, Rory. They need some luck with injuries and suspensions, but maybe the bus is too uncomfortable getting to games. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So the Wayburn Red Wings are going to get you a more comfortable Santa bus. Santa went all out a for very the expensive Red gift Wings. for that the Red Wings. expensive yeah. gift for the Kay. Red Wings. Well, what do you got, Rory? Uh, not as expensive, okay. but the Estevan Bruins have everything they need, yeah. but I'm getting them uh, some dippity-doo, a little hair gel for the Estevan oh, Bruins. Oh, dippity-doo. Dippity-doo hair gel because they have all <laughs> the talent in the world, uh -huh. and you know the Yorkton Terriers picked up a win against them. The Broncos picked up a win. Flynn Flon, they're going to face some adversity. They're absolutely running through their division. The one thing for me is, uh, and I don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I have no idea. But with that many mouths to feed, it sometimes can happen where players might get disgruntled. So they need to gel together. The leaders need to lead. The Eric Houks, the Mark Rumseys, all their leadership group that they brought in are new players this year. So I need the leaders to lead, and I need them to gel together. So dippity-doo hair gel for the Estevan Bruins. He needs them to gel, so he's getting them hair gel. That's right. I love it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, okay, <laughs> so what we're gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna fly out to the west now to Battlefords, and maybe you can follow up with Kindersley. We'll do Battlefords, Kindersley. Sure, sure. Uh, so for Battlefords, I'm gonna change change course a lot in terms of the cost, and I'm gonna go with some tums. <laughs> For uh, Braden Klamosko and Gary Childerhose, especially the coaching staff, uh, sometimes they're stifling defensive, sometimes they leak a lot. So they probably get a lot of heartburn because they don't know how defensively ulcers, solid their team yeah. is going to be on the night. The North Stars have given up 109 goals against, uh, which is the most of any top six team in the league by a mile. So I'm going to give them Tums just because of the inconsistency. <laughs> uh, the Kindersley Clippers, and a little more expensive than Tums, but not quite the bus for the Weyburn Red Wings. Uh, it's a Fitbit. Okay. You know, everyone likes a Fitbit because you got to track your vitals. you got to uh, you know stay on top of your health. And right now the Kindersley Clippers, I think they have talent. And when they're going, they can beat a lot of these good teams. But the consistency is not there. They don't bring it on every night. And I think a Fitbit to keep track of the monitors, keep track of where Linklater and Hilbig and how they play, Matt Pacenti and Net, they need to get it more consistent. And I think a Fitbit will, uh, will help them do that. All right, very cool. Well, I'm going to stay in the uh, Global Agrisk Solutions then and go to the Notre Dame Hounds team that I work for. And obviously I thought about this a lot, trying to think about what I could say. Uh, so I'm going to go with, again, something extremely expensive. <laughs> in fact, it doesn't really exist. Breaking the bank. I'm going to go with a time machine. Okay. <laughs> Both forward and backwards. Backwards because they are 2-6 and six in December and were not very good at all. And, uh, you know, they're, they're young. As I said, they looked young. Uh, so I'm going to go time machine backwards and also time machine forwards to get some of these younger guys a little bit more maturity uh, as they move along. The Notre Dame Hounds' average age is the youngest in, elite in the league, under 18. So, like, just the very end of 17. That's very, very young. So uh, they're very young, and I think, uh, they, you know, they need some reinforcements. But I'm going to go with the time machine. So right. they're really young. 
They're pretty young. <laughs> uh, let's wrap up the Global Agorist Division with the Humboldt Broncos. And do you remember back in the day, I'm not sure if they still make them. I haven't seen them in a long time. But the giant book of like a 2002 edition of the Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. You know how fun those books were? Did you ever have those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time at like the school book fair, I'd always search yeah. out the Ripley's Believe It or Not or the Guinness Book. Longest fingernails and all that stuff. I, I'm well read, Nugsy, because these are the things that I would Good look stuff. for. But I need your help back at home because I don't know where to find it. But we mentioned the last full season, SJHL goaltender at the end of the year, league leader in wins, had 25. Grace Ramsey has that at the holiday break. So I was trying to do some digging and finding the record for the most wins by a goaltender in a single season. I couldn't track it down. Maybe you at home can help me out and find that. But they need a Guinness Book of World Records because Ramsey is on track to annihilate it, I would assume. Yeah. I, it hard, yeah, hard to find. Yeah, it's true. Hey, it's, it's, it's pretty special. That's all I can say about that. All right, we'll move forward. <laughs> we'll move forward. We'll move forward. We're getting low on time. Segways are falling apart. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, as Maddie Barrett put in the comments, and I appreciate Maddie Barrett. He said, "You get a lump of coal, oh, yeah. and I get a good night's sleep because I haven't had not. I have not had a lot of sleep in the last like months. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So we're gonna go to Melfort now, and we talk to." Uh, um, we talked to uh, Trevor Blevins, uh, the head coach and GM there. Got two quick ones for them. The first one is gifts, get wow. get in touch with Google, Google Maps, <laughs> better connectivity. Rory and I were trying to find the, the, the post-game establishment when we uh, were calling the Melville game, and Google Maps was taking us to some crazy place. <laughs> did Didn't know where we were. It was very confusing. Spot. Did not go no. where we were going. So <laughs> some Google Maps connectivity. And the health of Joel Favreau, as good as James Venn has been, to get some health from Favreau. I don't know how you can give that as a gift, but there you go. Uh, the Nippon Hawks are getting a mega horn because <laughs> I need to give that mega horn to Tad Cozen because if it was a culture change that they wanted, if the players, you know, were growing tired of Doug Johnson, uh, he, he's an exceptional coach. But if it was a change that was needed, they need to now follow Tad Cozen and what he's preaching. If not, the wheels can fall off very quickly. Mm -hmm. He's a young coach, obviously an exceptional player back uh, with the Nippon Hawks you know, a number of years ago, ECHL as well. But they need to listen to his voice because if that's what they wanted, a new coach, well, he's your guy now. And I, I hope, I wish him all the best. But uh, Doug Johnson was a great coach. Yeah, Doug was a great coach. And uh, this whole league deserves, uh, or he deserves a lot of credit from everybody in the league. All right. Melville Millionaires for me, uh, you know, I actually think Mike Rooney's doing a great job. Don't think they need too, too much right now, but maybe they need a new broadcaster. So I'm going to give them a new broadcaster. As much as I love Benny Walchuk, he's <laughs> never at the Horizon Credit Union Center in Melville when I'm there. I've never seen him call a Melville Millionaires game in my life. So I'm going to give the Melville Millionaires a new broadcaster. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's not. He's <laughs> he works for 74 different teams around Canada. So uh, call me, Mike Rooney. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right. Almost, got, almost lost your job. That's serious. Ah, it's fine. Just like that. Yeah, it's fine. The Yorkton Terriers are getting a flashlight and maybe oh. a floodlight. Like one with like Whoa. that take those giant batteries that you can never find anywhere. Mm. Because if they can find goals and they need to search for them a bit, they need to have the floodlight on, on the goals. They're one of the best teams in the SJHL. They sometimes can't find that. I think they're starting to solve that with CISA, with McIntyre. You got Maddox Nolski jumping out there a couple times. Of course, Gervais uh, Jansen from the back end. But just keep the flashlight on mm. and always in search because defensively and goaltending-wise, I think they're there. Yeah. They're elite. 
that they need to find more goals, and it looks like they're turning that right now. Uh, but keep that flashlight pointed towards yeah. the back of the net. And the more the York Terriers win, I love the rink there in Yorkton. Westland Arena is an incredible rink, and the great community in Yorkton too. So, you know, agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you got one more? Uh, do I have? Oh, I do. I have <laughs> Flynn Flon. My apologies. So for Flynn Flon, I just simply have a doctor because their injury <laughs> issues are pretty big. Even though, as I said, they're very deep. They, they're dealing with the injuries a lot, but they can't stay healthy. Uh, Vardy being back is pretty big, but the depth has them in okay stead. But that being said, they still need a doctor up there, so I'm going to go with a doctor. Final one, LaRange Ice Wolves. Uh, it's not a doctor, but do you ever do that? Not a gag gift, but when, like you have a really big box, and yeah. then you open it, and then inside <laughs> yeah. that box is yeah. another box. And yeah. you open that, and inside that box is a smaller box. We'll keep going about eight boxes because we need a lot of wrapping paper. We need a lot of stuffing, maybe some bubble wrap. It's a rushing nesting, Russian nesting doll mm. of boxes, and in the smallest box is Xavier Cannon. Because uh, pack as yeah. much <laughs> bubble wrap in the boxes as possible, because without Xavier Cannon, they're not the same team. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you open up a box, you open up a box, you find more insight about the LaRange Ice Wolves, and you keep looking, and at the heart of it is Xavier Cannon. Yeah, great point. And got to also give a shout-out, speaking of LaRange, to Terry Mitchell Montaigne in the comments, wanting a shout-out for the LaRange broadcasters with the... Um, the billet mom, I believe, there yeah, up in Laurent. And congrats to him getting his uh, yeah. first start. That was and, pretty cool. And Alejandro Apud getting the first start, the Mexican national teamer. Uh, and uh, apparently Tara says they need more taco supplies. So Not really sure what that means, but... they got to spice it up. got to spice it up, I guess. But there you go. Tara Mitchell Montaigne, I believe a Melford Mustangs fan, and Kristen Foray in the chat there. I'm a Nippowin fan, I think, having uh, a little appreciation fest there. But uh, there you go. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, and of course, the CA Road Report looking forward. Hockey returns on December 30th, and we're going to return, I believe, in 2022. I believe it'll be the 10th when we come back because uh, we'll we'll wait for the league to marinate a bit, and I'm just excited because we know that there's three tiers to this game. It's pre-Christmas, it's post-Christmas, and then the playoffs, and the intensity is going to ramp up in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been intense all year, so it's not, it's not going to stop. The parody is crazy, so hey, don't uh, don't panic if your team isn't doing great right now, and don't get too comfortable, Rory and uh, Estevan, if your teams are doing great. Uh, you know, nobody can be comfortable. It's that kind of a league. Of course, big thanks to our sponsors, Mayfair Diagnostics, as always, uh, and Sask Energy Goals for Kids Sport, which is up near $13,000 right now with Amazing. all the home goals. So keep on scoring the goals. Nugsy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, all the above to everyone back at home. Any well wishes you want to send out there? I know that uh, Miriam does not like uh. when I'm on the screen. Your daughter, she only <laughs> likes when you're on the screen. So I'll give you some screen time. Sure. And hopefully uh, uh, Miriam will, will wrap it up that way. Yeah, well, I was falling off my chair here, uh, getting so excited about your uh, best wishes. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Rory, to yours and your family there in, in Winnipeg. And uh, everybody stay safe. Yeah, just, again, everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, be careful. Let's have fun and do it responsibly. This is SJ at Noon. Of course, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts afterwards. It's been an awesome 2021. Thanks so much for joining us each and every Monday. I wish you the best over the holidays, and we'll see you next in 2022 here on SJ at Noon.